I am an extrovert and social means just engaging, being conversational. It's not about trying to position yourself as an authority or an expert. It's a, it's about making friends and relationships. That's like walking into your, into your relationship with your wife and never talking to her or only talking to her, but never listening. Mm -hmm. So social and selling is about listening. It's about conversations. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Hey everyone, welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's our guest today? We have Scott Webb today and I'm really excited. Apparently we have been connected for a long time on LinkedIn and he's been following some of the stuff we've done. But recently he engaged on some content that he put out there and I had some amazing aha moments. And I went, man, this guy brings some really good insights to sales and marketing. So we thought we would bring him on and share it with all of you. Hi, Scott, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, Bill and uh, <laughs> it's fun. I'm we the have other a guy on our team, but that's we do okay. have a oh. Bob. But we sorry, have, Bill. We, do, we have Over. one, and I do it all the time. So I wonder if I do sorry it. about but that. But either way, um, we're thrilled to have you. Tell everyone a little bit about you and Kitchen Traffic. Uh, so I've been in the lead gen. Uh, digital marketing game for 20 years, um, built my first website in 1997, and just realized that the internet was where everything was going to happen eventually. Um, Kitchen Traffic is a newer entity. I started it about two and a half years ago. Um, as a, The only way I can explain it is I wanted something better than just lead gen, and I wanted to be able to create uh, a company a place in the market where people actually treat their customers like they want them to hang around. And I was in the restaurant business for 10 years and there's no harder industry out there than running a restaurant, but that hospitality factor, you know, inviting people into your business to stay and linger and bring other people. Um, I just didn't see it. And at least all the companies that I was working with, everything was about fresh meat, new leads next. Mm -hmm. And so kitchen traffic is more of a metaphor and a symbol than it is, you know, anything else. And so um, now we focus on the retention, the referral and the relationship side of selling verse. So we call it the other side of the transaction. And we've been able to prove some theories that if you just actually act like you care about your customers just a little bit, there's a ton of money there. So now we have a system and a framework called Apple Orchard, and now we just teach it to industries of all kinds. Wow. So who would think that if you actually care for people, it, it would it would it would pay off? I, novel concept that we're going to talk about. We're going to dive into that right now. So, so, Scott, the question we ask everyone right out of the gate is what does making sales social mean to you? So first and foremost, um, I am an extrovert and social means just engaging, being uh, conversational. It's not about trying to 
position yourself as an authority or an expert. It's a, it's about making friends and relationships. One thing that pisses me off most about the companies I deal with is they use social media strictly as a pound and hound mechanism. And they're, they're like, man, we need to buy more ads and we need to get better content out there because we're not getting any conversions. And I'm like, well, listen, I, I looked at your social media feed and you have like 12 people responded to you, but you didn't respond back. That's like walking into your into your relationship with your wife and never talking to her or only talking to her, but never listening. Mm. So social and selling is about listening. It's about conversations. That's I nice. love that. And, and, and so I'm going to just start asking people. So, hey, are you a pound hound? Pound hound. A pound hound. They pound their... <laughs> I just put a post up about uh, pounding chicken is like uh, how people treat their customers inboxes. <laughs> Oh my god. So true. So so this is like my third call of, of the day with um with different people and two of them with, with clients and we were talking about email and, and I said to them, like as we've been talking, 10 messages have come in and I'm gonna read one of them. The rest okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna delete because I know they're yep. just garbage. They're just so so one of the things that you you wrote in, in some of your writings that I read that that you have a saying there that conversations equal conversions. Let's talk about that for a moment. So going back to your restaurant days, you know, you have a you have a server, they come to your table and they take your order. Beyond that, if that's all they do, what kind of tip do you think they can expect? Or if you were ever in the restaurant business and you never engaged your your customers, basically just brought them the food from the kitchen, um, anybody can do that. Well, when you start and strike up conversations with your guests, your clients, your customers, your I'll call it your relationships and your network, every single time a conversation equals a sale. Every time. Here's the number one saying I get every week. I'll I have a, a, a framework in which I reach out to a certain amount of people every month. And inevitably they will say, I was just thinking about you. I was just talking about you. Mm -hmm. I was at breakfast this morning with uh, this developer in the mountains and he's building this $25 million condo. I was just talking about you. He wants to hear from you. And so the more conversations you can have with those, you know, call it your list, call it your network, whatever you want to call it, your CRM, I don't care. The more conversations you start and try and sustain, always equal sales every single time. So I'd love to ask a question because, you know, traditional sales, we've always gone to our clients and said, you know, we're so glad we've been able to help you do X, Y, and Z and solve all these problems and that now we love each other. Who do you know that you can refer us to? And we have a little LinkedIn program that we run with them to help them proactively get referrals. But how do you help your clients get more referrals from their happy clients? So this is something I learned a long time ago. When you, uh, and this comes from the restaurant business too, when you have a good customer, we call them regulars in the, in the industry, but when you have a regular, they come in every Friday, whatever, and you, Norm. as a management team, work with your staff to comp certain people. So whether it's a glass of wine, an appetizer, dessert, maybe even an entire meal. So you're giving, you're giving into your profits in order to build the relationship, to uh, build on that relationship. So when it comes to referrals, 
I comp my clients with um, an amazing an amount of, I call it goodwill and ideas. So I'm always feeding my customers things that are working for me and I don't charge them for it. I don't go, well, hey, if you join my group this month for $19.95, I'll show you the fastest way to get five new referrals. Nope. Here is the fastest way I found this week to get five new referrals. And I'll give you the framework step by step. You don't even have to guess and it's yours. But would you do me a favor? If you know somebody that's also struggling right now with finding leads and new clients, give them this framework, this you know cheat sheet, workbook, piece of content, whatever you want to call it. And that share now becomes the lead in to every referral I possibly could want. And so now instead of going, hey, do you know anybody that could use my service? Because, you know, obviously, you know, we work well together, which is kind of an old referral standby. Right, right. The traditional I'm just way. giving them something to share. And then I ask him who they shared that with. Boom. I usually get an email or I'll even, they'll be like this. They're like, hang on. I just texted it to my list. And then they carbon copied me on like 40 different text messages. <laughs> so, wow. Um, do you and ever so, proactively, like one of the things we talk about is proactively go through their LinkedIn and identify yeah. 10, 12 people they know and just run the list by them, see how well they know some of those folks. Right. And listen, not everybody in your list is going to be, I won't call it worthy, but you know, they, the, the, the alignment won't be there. Sure. And so you're not trying to force yourself to work with people that, you know, don't need your services or can't use your services. Um, but I'm always... Uh, I teach my clients to become get out of sales mode and embrace educator and guide. So when you become an educator and a guide, you now become a resource versus just an end and a vendor or an end to a service. Right. Yep. And so anytime um, that you can teach Brilliant. something, anytime you can teach something, anytime you can help somebody avoid a landmine, like, Hey guys, here are the five things I learned in 2021 that are that have sucked a ton of energy and resources and profit out of my business. Maybe you should avoid these too. Mm -hmm. And that little trinket will go out and somebody will be like, oh my God, yes. You know, my inbox is killing me right now. I spend more time in my inbox than I do, you know, trying to run my business. Just a just something simple. Doesn't have to be world renowned, doesn't have to be you know, otherworldly, it's just something mm -hmm. simple that's working for you. And then that makes number one, you relatable mm -hmm. and relevant, which are all part of the re's. That's why I call myself the refluencer. Everything's on the other side where you are re-engaging your clients, you're recommending, you're asking for referrals, you're building relationships, you're real. <laughs> it's my, all of the re's, right? And I just embrace them all. So if you can educate your clients and your prospects and your list and guide them to whatever they're looking for, even if you're not the solution, that's why you have a list. I have so many people. I used to design websites. I built over 1,500 websites in my career. Now I just refer people that do the websites because I don't touch them anymore. And guess what they do? They, they send me all kinds of people that are looking for more sales and customers. All right, so so everyone is listening. We're going to do another reword. I want you to stop here. I want you to rewind. I love it. And, and go back and, and mm -hmm. listen to this and, and think of it in terms of this, that you are a waiter or a waitress 
and, and your client is at the table, would they leave you a tip with how you're treating them? Are you coming to them and just pushing them in, and, and think of it in this terms. Are you coming to them and saying, okay, yeah, no, you don't want that, that menu. Here's my menu, which is my sales process. And this is what you have to choose from. And this is how, and not only you're going to get it the way I cook it for you. you <laughs> what, what kind of tip do you think you get? So, so what Scott's telling us here is how are you going to comp that table? How are you going to bring that table around to want to become a regular? This is, this is gold. I'm it's like awesome. And I, you know, I'm rethinking another re, Love I'm, re it. Yeah, I'm rethinking <laughs> how, you know, a step in our referral process instead of, there are times where we can assume the call, but if there, there are times where it's not the strongest referral, but a recommendation all sure. re's, right? So that point, there's a step between, which is, you know, hey, Scott, I was talking with Bill, had helped him on a couple things, thought I might be able to bring some value. I've got an ebook that I'd love to share with you. If you're interested, let me know. I'll send you a link. So we do a lot of name dropping with permission if there love are it. large lists, right? But I, I think this just added sort of a buffer step in there mm -hmm. that can glean um, interest before assuming the call. So you just re got us to rethink how rethink. we're doing things a little bit. And so I think good. that's awesome. So good. So good. All right. So let's readjust and <laughs> let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's mix the metaphors a little bit. Let's get away from the restaurant. Let's talk about apple orchards and apple trees. Uh, one of the things I, I read that is that that you you think of every person as an apple tree. Correct. So I I live in metaphors. Uh, my entire world is painted in words, um, are painted in pictures. And one of the things that I was taught by a mentor of mine, Jay Abraham. Maybe you've heard of him. Um, but Jay is the king of referrals, and he's built a legacy on embracing your clients and your prospects and instead of just treating them like a transaction. And so as I was working and trying to create this metaphor, how do people look at their customers, right? Are they stats in a CRM or, or you know, sales figures at the end of a report? But what if you looked at your customers and not just your customers, people in general as trees and an apple tree has what in it? More apples. And if you are in trying to generate leads and new customers and new clients, you're constantly looking for a source of fresh people to do business with. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say I have a tree over here and now maybe that tree doesn't necessarily, we're not even, um, they're not even a client, but they're a friend, they're a relationship. They're somebody that um, em embraces what I do. They support my success, but all of a sudden, with a little bit of deeper inspection, you realize that that one person actually sells software to 35,000 dentists nationwide. And my relationship with the tree now gives me access if I nurture it and cultivate it to those 35,000 dentists. And this is a true story. I had a feeling so that now, was a little exact. It was a little particular. So now I ask my tree, Hey tree, um, I have this program that I can teach dentists how to find new referrals and new clients through the customers or the hard one customers and patients they already have. 
would I be able to provide that to them through you? And of course the tree goes, hell yeah, because I don't do anything like that. So what does it make the tree look like? Well, it makes the tree look like a resource to his clients. And so now with a little collaboration and a little cultivation, I have access now to 35,000 plus dentists nationwide are, am I going to do business with all 35,000 of them? No, of course not. But could I convert those into 350 new clients? Hell yeah. So every, and, and then think about the dentist. The dentist is now a, um, its own tree and that dentist's wife let's say she's a business banker at bank of america and she has thirteen thousand business clients and all of a sudden her tree equals all these apples and it just grows and grows and grows from there until now you have this huge orchard that you're connected to and now you're out serving and trying to be a guide versus a salesperson and now you have access to more apples than you ever know what to do with we're getting a little bit of, it sounds like you're in, in the ocean. There's some feedback from your a little mic. feedback there. But, but that was powerful. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we talk a lot about how do you build those networking partners. And I just want to kind of throw in one way, because now people go, okay, how do I find the trees? And one of the ways you can do this is go to your clients and find out who else are they buying from? that are selling to more people like them. And, you know, not only is it easy to get a conversation with another vendor who you share a customer with, you feel comfortable introducing them because they're already been vetted by your shared client. It's the perfect formula, yes. So I love this. This has been outstanding, Scott. I knew it was gonna be good, but this is really good. Yeah, just real quick. The key is, is you just have to think of your clients and the people around you and the relationships you have as more than just a transaction. And when you can make that switch and that mindset switch and you start treating people with the dignity they deserve and, you know, and looking to serve more than sell, the sales will come. They when the time do. is right. right. <laughs> that's, that's right out of our playbook, Scott, right out of our playbook. Yes. I love it. So, so good. You know, we, we've been saying this now for the last few weeks. So if you've been, been listening, it, it's been a theme. And listen, we're not priming this. These, these the people that we're, we're bringing attracting on, these people. There's, right. There's a synergy that's happening and there's an alignment that's happening because there's a movement now in the sales world to get away from this idea that every every person is just a number it's just a number on my call sheet and it's a dollar amount in my in my need right a need but they're but they're they're people on the other side of the screen on the other side of the table on the other side of the phone and if we'll just serve them if we'll come with our with our notepad ready to take the order for exactly what they want and listen if if you're not able to do it go find a kitchen that can right so that you're That's actually great. serving this is so so good i I've, I've got like a ton of notes that I, that i took and so i'm sure <laughs> and i, I just want to add take the order that we have to ask them do you like beef or chicken or pasta are you as like they don't always know what's on our menu mm-hmm. and right oh, and I, I could play in this all the time all day long so a lot of it is helping them 
understand what they really want and what they really need, and then figuring out if we're the ones to help them or if there's someone else to do that. So all these metaphors are so fun. And by the way, my degree is from Johnson and Wales in hospitality management. And so I grew up in the restaurant world. I love it. I can tell you're so hospitable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it only took me four years of training to get there, but all right, we'll wrap it up now. Back to you, Bill. Thank you so much. This this was this was so great, Scott. So just tell everyone uh, a little bit about how they can connect with you, how they can find you, uh, and um, I, I guess you got an offer for them from your from your website about some in depth training they can a gift that they can have and give to others. Yeah. yeah so uh, kitchentraffic.co, and I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, almost ten thousand followers on LinkedIn. So just type Scott Webb. I usually pop up. Uh, Google me. Um, you can email me, Scott Webb or Scott at kitchentraffic.co. Uh, but if you go to kitchentraffic.co right now, um, there is a download for Apple Orchard and it's yours. Um, it's an in-depth training worksheet workbook. It shows you exactly the framework I use to generate 200,000 leads last year alone. And it is, which sounds absurd. And it absolutely and it absolutely is. But when you implement the framework as I've laid it out, you are going to find that one person is connected to thirty five thousand potential business opportunities for you. Just as I use the example with the dentist, and then I, I compound that because now you have one person that has eighty five thousand subscribers to their SaaS software, and that relationship now opened the door to 85,000 entrepreneurs that use this SaaS software. So wow. you can see how two relationships, over 100,000 new business opportunities. It is absurd, but when you use the framework, and if you just need five, you can use it for five. But the framework's there for you, it's free to download, and we have a bunch of new trainings because uh, we're rolled out Apple Orchard 2.0. Make sure you check out uh, that Apple Orchard and download that. We'll have the list of resources right in the in the show notes so that you can download and go visit those sites. So Scott, thank you so much for imparting your wisdom. Like I said, it, this was for me more than, than anyone else. I got so much out of it. So thanks so much. No, very, thank, very, yeah, it was, thank you. Th- so much. Thank you for training us. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, and thank you all for watching and for tuning in every week. And don't forget this week as you're out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.